we got tired of eating licorice that was flavorless and impossible to chew and like but they had been making licorice long before they made Wiley Wallaby. Yeah, they started the candy company <laughs> in like nineteen ninety five or something. So they had been making what they what they claimed to be flavorless <laughs> licorice. So So their their about page is a self burn. Hey, welcome to the show. Where two brothers talk about candy. I'm Lyndon. And I'm Leighton. And, and this, this is Hard Crack. Thanks for joining us on the second episode of Hard Crack. Today we are going to be talking about Australian licorice and more... Uh, specifically? Specifically, yeah. Uh, Wiley Wallaby. Classic red. Classic red. technically not a licorice. Technically. We can get we can get into that though. I'm Lyndon. I'm the creator of the Hard Crack podcast. And when this whole thing started, I decided I needed to find a co-host, and that's where I brought in my brother. Yeah, I'm Leighton. We'd thrown the idea back and forth, and we finally settled on why don't I just co-host it, <laughs> and it's worked. There we go. And then uh, the rest will be history. Yeah. So today. Since we're talking about Wiley Wallaby Soft Chew Classic Red, uh, I don't know if your bag specifically says it, but mine says it's Australian style. Uh, where does it say that? Which bag do you have? I have this one. Yeah, so the other bag, they have two different bags. That's like the personal bag. They have a little bit bigger one. Says it's Australian oh, okay. style, and all over their their branding, it says Australian style. So, yeah, this does not say that anywhere. It says taste the Wiley difference. Yeah. So I decided to dig into that. Um, what Australian style means? Well, why they would say Australian style, and what Australian style would actually be. And believe it or not, okay. that is a very shallow rabbit hole. there's not a whole lot of substance to it (laughs) there's not a whole lot going on there so it's australian style because wiley wallaby is a american company usa wiley wallaby is a u.s company yes u.s company um so i'll go into that (laughs) and then australian since it's style we'll go into also what that might mean so first thing wiley wallaby is its own brand, but it's owned by a, a company called KLN Family Brands. Pernum, Perham, Perham, Minnesota. Yeah. So it's only been, a, Wiley Wallaby's only been around since 2007. So that's what, 14 years now in 2021? Um, yeah. So I'll go into a brief history of the KLN Family Brand because that's kind of interesting in the fact that they're not even Australian. But, it was started by a guy named Tuffy Nelson, Daryl Tuffy Nelson. That was his nickname. And he uh, sent his son off to business school. His son got back with a business degree, and they wanted to start a company together. And Tuffy said to his son, Kenny, hey, how about we make dog food? 
Dog food? Dog food. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me this is dog food that we I'm bought? just saying we're going down the, the history of the brand. Oh, okay. So, wait. Th- this this says manufactured by Kenny's Candy and Confections, a KLN family brand's right. company. So, Daryl, a.k.a. Tuffy Nelson, and his son, Kenny, started a dog food brand called Tuffy's Dog Food. And that started in 1964. And then... They kept making different dog food, and then they did, like, cat food, and then they did canned dog food, and then they did, like, dog treats, and they just were going down this whole dog food line. Yeah. And then the son, Kenny, decided, hey, I want to start um, – well, no, that's not entirely true. They started a brand called Barrel of Fun in uh, the 70s, 1973, and that was, like, a snack food company making, like – okay. Uh, um, like pretzels yeah, type snack food, pretzels, or like a... chips, stuff like that. And then, okay. and then Kenny decided to start the candy company. And the candy company started with uh, licorice twists, just like generic. Oh, so most of their business is actually uh, private label stuff. So like the little clear bags with the mom and pop candy shop stickers on them. They make mm-hmm. they make primarily those in like all different types of flavors, green apple and strawberry and. But then in two thousand seven, that's when they decided to start the Wiley Wallaby brand. So they have history <laughs> in like snack foods and stuff, but this was kind of like I don't I just thought it was a weird transition to go from dog food into candies and primarily licorice twists. Like that's what they make. They do make gummies now. They make some fruit snacks. Um, they do a lot of popcorn, chocolate-covered pretzels, caramel popcorn, all that. But uh, their candy company is relatively small, and Wiley Wallaby is one of them. One brand of it? One 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 brand of their candy company. That's interesting, because if you go to, like, Wiley... Did you go to Wiley Wallaby's website? Yeah. Their About section doesn't say anything like that. Yep. It says nothing about that. So I did some digging. It's like a, they're about, hold on, I'm going to go back to it. Because they're about section. Because I did that, I looked at their about section really quickly just to see. And their about section is like this, we hated, like, tired. we got tired of eating licorice that was flavorless and impossible to chew. And like, but they, but they had been making, making licorice it. long before they made Wiley Wallaby. Yeah, they started the candy company. <laughs> In like 1995 or something, so they had been making what they what they claimed to be flavorless licorice. So, so their their about page is a self burn. Say we were we were making crap, or it's clever marketing. It's probably yeah. So that brings you to the other side of the whole equation, Australian style. Yeah, what exactly is Australian style licorice? And I looked and I looked. And like I said, it is not a very deep rabbit hole. Is it just a marketing gimmick? No. All I have is a hypothesis. I don't actually have any hard fact. But we aren't going to go into like the fact that red licorice, which is what we're talking about, isn't actually licorice. Yes, licorice is traditionally black and it's a very old product. And that's a plant. Yeah. But if we talk about that for a little bit... Licorice is very, very old, super old. Like uh, they Mm -hmm. found it in King Tut's tomb as some of his buried treasures. Yeah. Which means it's a primarily European 
creation. Yeah, and it's usually the the black and sweet. And yeah, yeah. It's the root specifically. Us Americans, we came from. <laughs> we came from Britain. Where did the Australians come from? Also from Britain. Right. So my hypothesis is we branched off to America, then the Australians branched off to Australia. We started creating our own licorice. They started creating their own licorice. Their licorice seems to be more in the traditional black licorice style. Okay. If you look at a lot of traditional black licorice, this, what they claim is Australian style, and what I can find about Australian licorice is it's very similar to that. Whereas America has a very traditional, because we have two major licorice brands. Twizzler and Redvine? Twizzler and Redvine. Twizzler started red licorice in 1929, and Redvine started their red licorice in 1950. So I just think it was a, a happenstance of splitting ways. They yeah. went with a more traditional, and we went with a more... Americanized? Americanized, yeah. But there, there isn't a whole lot of history about what actually is Australian licorice. All I can find gotcha. is everybody saying it's delicious. Okay. <laughs> so. I mean, it says it right on the bag. Really delicious. <laughs> there's my brief, my brief history of uh, what exactly Australian licorice would be. So. Yeah. So technically these are not licorice. We got into that. Yeah. But technically. Because of America, um, Anything that is like a twist that is like flavored gets called licorice now. Yeah, it just stole the name. To the point where you have to say black licorice to specify actual licorice, which is like a redundant because licorice is licorice. Yeah, exactly. But so. because of America now, anything that's red and twisted or colored and twisted is a licorice. Yeah. I'm assuming you opened this bag. Yep, I did. I just did. What's the first thing you noticed? It's bigger. These things are bigger than I thought. Yes. This is like this is like the size of my thumb. They're pretty. They're pretty big. I expected them to be like smaller chew bites, but yeah, it's like thumb sized. Like, chop your thumb off, and it would probably look something like that. Yeah. A little bit darker red than like a traditional Twizzler or Red Vine. And uh, these are actually vegan. And that doesn't say it on the package, though. It says it on their website. The, yeah, the website says they are vegan and kosher, but it doesn't say it anywhere on their packaging, which is very strange. You'd think they'd want to advertise that. Yeah, usually usually things that are kosher is... But it says on their website they're kosher. What is this thing? It says mixed. Certified sustainable palm oil. Oh, okay. Yeah, they talk about that on their website too. Yeah. So these have sugar, corn syrup. Wait. Oh, it's not the, what was it? They were saying refined, or what was it? Corn syrup they got rid of. High fructose, yeah. But this is the regular corn syrup. <laughs> regular corn syrup. But one thing that's interesting about licorice is it contains flour. Yeah. A lot of people probably don't realize it, but all red lic or not, I, I don't want to say all, but Twizzler contains red licorice. I mean, ah, oh, jeez. Twizzler contains red licorice. Yes, Twizzler <laughs> contains red licorice. Uh, Twizzler has flour in it. Red vines have flour in it. These have flour in it. Almost any 
uh, licorice recipe I've ever found actually contains flour. And that's where it gets its like gumminess. It's more of a dough mm. and they don't typically use like a gelatin. Yeah, this, this thing has considerably more ingredients than our last candy. Well, our last candy was just sugar. Yeah. This also has cane syrup, some other acids. Well, citric acid is, is for the strawberry flavor. Yeah. If you find anything with strawberry flavor, it's going to have citric acid in it. Yeah. Have you, have you eaten one of these yet? I have not. Neither have I. I was eyeballing them, and the bag, the bag smells really good. It's a very strong yeah. strawberry smell, but I haven't actually had them yet. So well, let's try it. Let's give it a shot. Hmm. It's a lot more subtle than I expected. Yeah, based on the smell, you'd expect them to have a lot stronger of a flavor. I definitely get the chewy thing because these aren't hollow. No, they're not hollow. Soft and chewy. They are soft. They are chewy. They kind of remind me of a more of a traditional fruit, like a, like fruit leather. That's what I was thinking. Very fruit leathery. That's what Liz said earlier when she was doing the uh, the photo shoot. Reminds her of fruit leather. Did she try one? Yeah, she tried one. Mm. But apparently they come in a lot of different flavors too. This is just strawberry. I saw that green apple one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> apparently I'm a sucker for green apple because I said, said the same thing about circus peanuts. Yeah, you want green apple circus peanuts. <laughs> I want green apple everything. Yeah. I have this Mike and Ike Mega Mix here, and there's not a single green apple in 10 different flavors, and I feel robbed. Oh, the blue box? I love those ones. This is a lot. Yeah, these are a lot more of a subtle flavor than I expected. Yeah. Natural strawberry flavored licorice. But it does say it says artificial flavoring as well. Yeah. Natural and artificial flavoring. And then it's got some preservatives. It does have red 40. So if you are allergic to red 40, stay away. Can't have these. Yep. Do you remember getting a lot of extra candy when we were kids because of... Oh, that was great. <laughs> we should talk about that for a second. Yeah. So candy, like any other food, has a lot of dyes in it. And there are all these different numbers. Our sister was allergic to red 40. I don't know if she still is anymore. I think it still affects her a little bit, but it's not as bad as when she was younger. Yeah. She would break out with hives, so consequently, she wouldn't really eat any candy that had red 40 in it. So she avoided Twizzlers and mm -hmm. all the type of... Anything that was just all red, but like something like Skittles. Or Starbursts. Or Starbursts. Skittles is the one I remember. Yeah, I remember a lot of Skittles. She would eat the green and orange, green and yellow ones, and we would get the other ones. So anytime she got candy, by virtue, we got candy. It was a great... It was and a it was a disproportionate deal. amount, because it wasn't like she was sharing with us. She was just giving us the stuff she couldn't eat. But sometimes she would buy two bags of That's true. Skittles and, like... Divide them in half. So we'd almost get a whole bag of Skittles because she would take half of one and half of the other. Do you think the kids would like these? Mm, probably. They're not as, they're not as sweet as like Twizzlers or Red Vines. That's, they're definitely less sweet. That was something that they advertised on their website as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
It's packed full of flavor, has less room left over for all those things you'd rather not have. Less sugar and absolutely no dairy or fat. Mm. So less sugar, I guess, would equate to being not as sweet naturally. Yeah. Does still have the corn syrup, but not the high fructose. Yeah, I don't have any like other type of licorice nearby, so I can't compare like the total sugars. But it does just taste less sweet. Yeah. One thing I would be curious about is how these age. Oh. Because that's one thing that a lot of people don't like about Twizzlers, which is a very popular U.S. brand <laughs> of red licorice that is apparently garbage around the world. The most popular. You go to like walmart or something at least around yeah. here and that's all you can find is like seven different varieties of twizzlers mm-hmm. but they get hard they come hard what do you mean get hard they are you can get some soft ones if you catch them fresh i have never found any in recent memory but usually usually they're hard so i'm curious like i you know so you know the little pack that you can get from like a vending machine of twizzlers yeah there's usually like eight of them like four stacked and four stacked yeah, like, and then kind of stuck together. Yeah. Sometimes I just eat that like it's a candy bar. Yeah, true. Because otherwise they're just hard as rocks, so you might as well. Yeah, I'm just curious whether these will get harder if they, they maintain their... Their softness? Their softness and their, like, texture as they age. I'm curious about their claims about soft, though, because red vines are softer than these. Yeah. By a lot. Even when red vines get old, they stay soft. Mm-hmm. Granted, there's a lot more. Red vines are very hollow compared to, like, Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. And these aren't hollow at all. Yeah. But red vines are a lot softer than this. Yep. I'd be curious to try some of the other flavors. Yeah, do they have any more exotic flavors? I don't know if they do, but I know you can find, like, mango. Ooh. And, um, um, what's the other company? Dar- Daryl Ann? Darily, Darily, they sell a lot of different flavors. But yeah, another. these are these are pretty popular because I went to Hannaford and I tried to find one, or actually went to a couple stores to try before I found them. But Hannaford had a one lonely package of original black Darily licorice. Everything else was gone. <laughs> the other really popular Australian licorice would be Kookaburra. Oh, I didn't even see that one. Yeah, apparently they are uh, in Washington State. Uh, But they are immigrants from Australia. Came over, didn't like our licorice selections, and decided (laughs) to make their own and named it after the bird. Yeah. So those are the three main that I know of. Dara Lee, Kookaburra. And Wiley Wallaby. Wallaby. I'm wondering if the Kookaburra one's just more of a regional to the Pacific Northwest or the West Coast. Maybe. Daryl Lee is also an an American company. Is there an Australian, like, is there, like, a large Australian manufacturer that could have come to the U.S.? I'm just curious about that. I don't know. Because the two biggest brands I've seen are not Australian. Yeah, you have... Daryl Lee was uh, Australian born and raised. They moved to the U.S. to make licorice. Mm. Okay. I'm just wondering if there's like an Australian company 
that makes lox, like licorice in Australia. Yeah, I guess we'd have to ask some Australian v- listeners. Yeah, even just a quick Google search doesn't give you a whole lot. You get Wiley Wallaby and Daryl Lee. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, it's this weird mystery. It's Australian style, but apparently all the people that make Australian style are American companies. But two out of three came from Australia. So they've got to have something like to reference. You know what I mean? Well, that's Wiley Wallaby again. They have to have some sort of reference. Yeah. Otherwise, why would they call it Australian style? Just because they're from Australia? No. No. I think you're probably right that it's like a different offshoot of like a different flavor or a different take on how to do something classic. There's got to be an Australian company in Australia. Like whatever. What's the Australian equivalent of like Twizzlers? I don't know. I wonder if Snack Exchange knows. Maybe. I don't, I don't even know where I would find that on Snack Exchange though. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So, when it comes to other licorice, what is your go-to besides? Oh, is it? Oh, is it? It's still the pollen peels, isn't it? Hundred percent cherry pollen peel. <laughs> That's my go-to, and that is soft. Has has been since you were a little kid. Yep. Pollen peel, hundred percent my go-to. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say I would. My red vines is still my. Yeah, Red Vines is a second, close second to Pull'em Peel. I, I need to find a place where I can buy the big round tub of those. Yeah, my Kroger sells them. It's like 10 bucks a tub. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. So, personal opinion on the Wiley Wallaby Australian style. I think they're pretty good. Like, they're kind of growing on me. But... I don't know if they'd replace my normal licorice. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it, but I'm in the same boat. They're good. Yeah. They remind me of a lot of other, like, not like hoity-toity, but like, they call them gourmet. So they remind me of a lot of other, like, candy shop, no-name licorice, like, no-brand yeah. type stuff. Locally made sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, that, all that type of stuff. But I'm still... a Man of the classic American red licorice. We got <laughs> yeah. we got two major companies here that make red licorice. The rest of the world may hate them. Yeah, I mean, Red Vine's been around yeah. for 70 years. Twizzlers have been around for 90 years. But it's just born and raised classic licorice. Yeah. So, on the scale of buy it, eat it, or trash it. This is solidly like this is a quintessential example of an eat it. Yep. Someone offered me these, or they had them at a party. I'd totally eat them. But if I go to a store and I want a licorice, I'm not buying these. I'm gonna buy my go-to, which is bread vines. I'm in the same boat. I would never turn these down if they were on a bowl, or if somebody went to the store and brought these back. I would eat them. But if I'm Buying red licorice, I'm going for pull and peel. I just wanted to see what the hype was about. I can see it. I can see it if you didn't like it, like if you really didn't like Twizzlers, which there's plenty of people that really don't like Twizzlers and yeah. aren't like a huge fan of red vines. I could see it. There's a lot of people that are not huge fans of red vines. 
I am definitely not one of them, though. Yeah. I'm huge advocate. I would take a red vine over a Twizzler, but I would take a pull and peel over a red vine. Yeah, so you have your hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So where where would this fit in the hierarchy? Um, I'd probably put it under Twizzler. So you go pull and peel, red vine, Twizzler, then these? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's because we're just used to American Twizzlers, or American licorice, rather. Yep. I think that might be what it is. So maybe if you train your kids to eat these young, <laughs> they wouldn't. They would put them first. That's the ticket. We are fighting like twenty-five years plus of nostalgia. Exactly, hundred percent fighting against nostalgia when it comes to red licorice. Especially you. You've been eating cherry pollen peels since we were little. Oh yeah, Th- those they sold them at Walmart right next to the circus peanuts in the candy <laughs> aisle. Did you just find the section of the candy aisle you liked and just tried them all? Yeah. Here's this rack of this of the candy aisle. If it's on this rack, I'll buy it. What are these? Those are good. I'll keep buying those. <laughs> Until you've brainwashed yourself into liking them forever. Yeah. I'm also a creature of habit, though. Once I find something I like, I, I stick with it. Yeah, and that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. I've been buying and eating red vines forever, so this is probably not going to change my opinion on it. But, as I said, they are good. Yeah. If I had to wrap it up, I'd say it's a it's a, a big fruit leather. Rolled up. Yep. Solid, compacted. Yeah. But that could be that could be what people are into. If you're into something that has a more healthy feel, is most likely more healthy. But probably a little bit sweeter than fruit leather. Yeah. This would be this a good go-to. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it might be hundred percent be your thing. The thing is, is I would bet, and we didn't do this, but I'm willing to bet the black actual licorice ones are probably ridiculously good. Oh, probably. We can we can do that when we do a black licorice episode. Yeah, which is that's a it's whole own episode because there's a as you as we kind of got there's a lot of history to licorice proper licorice, not yeah. American. Fake red licorice twist things. <laughs> yep. So I would say if you would rather have a fruit leather over a fruit by the foot, then you would like Wiley Wallaby over Twizzler. <laughs> That's a great comparison. <laughs> Except for these are nearly. Yeah, that actually is probably a good comparison. Yep. I would definitely take a fruit by the foot, though. 100% fruit by the foot. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Amanda. <laughs> Hundred percent fruit by the foot. Oh man! All right. Well, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you sticking through. If you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email at hardcrack at com, or you can get a hold of us on social media at hardcrack podcast on Instagram. We are also on Twitter. I'm Leighton Aho on Twitter, and I'm Lyndon Aho on Twitter. You can reach out to us there. So, you wanna you wanna introduce next week or the next topic? Tune in in two weeks on February 9th for the special Valentine's Day episode, where we primarily focus on conversation hearts, conversation hearts, and the brief history of how candy got introduced into Valentine's Day. Yeah, should be good. Everything heart shaped. Everything heart shaped. Love is in the air.
it's going to be good. Yeah, I also discovered that the one that goes out after that will be on my birthday. Nice. And uh, you're picking it. My pick. Okay. So you get to pick me a birthday episode. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks for joining us on this episode. It's been a lot of fun. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.